Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy here for my buddies over at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I gotta tell you about all the great things that are going on out there. You know, maybe it's been a little while since you've last been out to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, or Hey, maybe you've never been out there. You've heard me talking about it a lot, but you've never made uh, the trip out there and say, you know, we're going to buy tickets. We want to do that. Well, I think that this summer is a great time for you to go and check out what's happening at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Here is why, my friends. On the main stage, it is the Broadway phenomenon, Jersey Boys. Folks, I'm pumped for this. This is going to be great. You know, remember all the great songs of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons? Think about it. Sherry, Ragdoll, Dawn. This is a showcase of the music and the stories that made them so iconic. And oh, what a night, Jersey Boys. It's going to rock. You're going to knock your socks off. You're going to love it. You're going to be telling your friends about it. So get there. It opens out later this month, very soon, actually. Uh, ChanhassenDT.com is where you can get your tickets. Concert series coming up. Tributes to Garth Brooks, Gladys Knight, and more. All the tickets found. ChanhassenDT.com. Hour three. Here we go. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You want to talk about music again? Okay. Or TV shows? Okay. Let's do TV shows. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is... We once, we once stopped watching a show, and this will hurt Mike's heart. I've told him before, but it'll hit him again. We yeah. once stopped watching the show because it kind of left us in a little bit of a downer mood. And that show is Breaking Bad. And we did that at the end of season two. We were like, you know what? Too many of our nights are like, all right, get the kids to bed. And now let's let's delve into the world of crystal methamphetamine. <laughs> and we just needed to shake it off. And then we never got back to it. It wasn't necessarily intentional that we didn't come back to it. But we didn't come back to it. I found out how it ended, you know, the whole thing. So I, it turns out that we're not totally crazy here because people, according to a poll of like 2,000 people, um, they say that their mood will influence what they watch. Oh. And 51% said what they watch can change their mood for the rest of the day. So you can both be attracted to watching a certain show because of the specific mood that you're in. Hey, then I think I'm in the mood for this. Or if you're in some sort of a... Or, or you could go in sort of neutral. You watch a show and that mood will stay with you. Almost half of the people said for the rest of the day. So wow. let's start with the happiest shows. Then we'll do most nostalgic, okay. most stressful, Donna. Uh and then most emotional. Okay. They say the happiest show to watch, Modern Family. Okay. Friends. Okay. And the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> I am never in the mood for a sitcom. <laughs> Donna. First of all, I thought you were going to give me your third in a row, and I thought then it was like we both kind of did the triple crown, me going into the segment, then you mid-segment. That would have been fun. Oh, sorry. Never in the mood for a sitcom, Not huh? really, no. Like, to me, that's like a waste of time. Now, that is fascinating. Why? It's funny that you would classify a sitcom, something intended to 
stir joy and laughter within someone as a waste of time. And, and I mean that literally, like it is wasting time. <laughs> oh my God, okay, we get it. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe it's because what I do for a living, you know, like I'm living in a sitcom. I don't need to watch that. So you feel like in order to balance out your world, you need to delve into something a little more, a little darker. Not that it's got to be dark. Just can't be funny and uh, joyful? <laughs> what are we getting at? I want to learn something. I, I, you know what I mean? I hear. Like, I, I, understand. I feel like it's a better use of my time to you learn know, something. I'll come over toward your side okay. in understanding. I enjoy a sitcom. I don't find them to be a waste of time. That being said, I'm very often drawn to nonfiction books. Okay. Reading. That's fair. And I don't necessarily want to read a novel because I very much feel like, yeah, but I want to learn something. I want to learn something that I can tell somebody about later. Okay. So I so think we it's the same get, kind of yeah. thing. It's, it's, yeah. We're thinking the same thoughts, just in different avenues. There's a bumper sticker. <laughs> Now, there are a few other categories. You've changed ever since you've been doing that New York show. Oh, sorry. Mark Consuelos looks into my green eyes this morning and tells me that green is my color and my eyes are popping. What do you want me to do? Go about the rest of the show like I was before? It will always be pre-MCC, Mark Consuelos comment, and after MCCC. (laughs) Don't you understand? You know how handsome he is? Yeah, he's a very handsome man. Funny, because I thought I was squinting the whole time. Oh, and by the way, I think the video work that I did was terrible. I had to do it on a, I had to do it selfie mode, so I'm holding my own phone up. I have a very naturally always have shaky hand. Could never be a surgeon. Suck at the game operation. And that I don't think was going well. And then I'm almost certain my feed was freezing at multiple points. Huh. They said the audio was good the whole time, but we will find out on Friday if they're able to work a little magic so that it doesn't look so much like I'm freezing all the time. Great. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> now the most nostalgic shows. Do you like nostalgic shows? Yes. Probably not because, no, two of the happiest shows are on the nostalgic shows. Friends, Fresh Prince, and then Seinfeld. I'm sure you think Seinfeld is just an utter waste of everyone's time. You know. Yeah, I, you know, I could dabble. That's like a dabble show for me. Like, I'll dabble. Thank you. Here's the thing. What you just said about nostalgia. I like shows that make, you know how I am with the like the coming, coming of, of age, age stuff. Yep. I love that kind of stuff. I like a movie like that. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you. So in that sense, I like nostalgia. Nostalgia, she said. Okay, I sure did. The most stressful shows, Breaking Bad, at the top of the list. Okay, good. I'm not crazy. Yeah, I didn't like Breaking Bad. Did you watch it? Mike watched all of it. I watched the whole it. thing during the pandemic, <sighs> and I was like, yeah, I I watched it. I watched Better Call Saul. I was out of the loop when it was on because remember I told you I was working in Albuquerque at the time? I was walking to the studio and I was like, who's parking a Winnebago out here? That's right. What? Who's driving an RV into work? That's Turns funny. out, iconic piece of television history, particularly in the world of Breaking Bad, as it was Walter White's RV. Right. Hmm. 
Uh, most stressful shows, Breaking Bad, Grey's Anatomy was actually on the list of stressful and another one in a moment. And also Ozark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I fell asleep during the first episode of Ozark, and I, we never picked it back up, not for dislike. That's just how it happens sometimes. And I said, hey, I fell asleep. Um, what ended up happening with his situation? And she was like, he's dead. And I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa. I guess they start out pretty hot to trot. The most emotional shows, Grey's Anatomy was on that list as well. Okay. This Is Us. Of course. And Sex in the City. Really? Emotional? Eh, angsty. This Is Us. Wow, we're, that we're, tops we're, the list. We're making you cry. We're, we're making you step on attack while you watch the show. Right. I really like that show, though. I only saw about good. 25% of the episodes, and every time I saw an episode, I thought, that was a well-told story. Mm-hmm. Very creative, for sure. It's eleven eleven. Make That's a wish. Crazy. Okay, everybody, wish. All right. Got okay. it. Mm. <laughs> what? What I'm wishing, Donna. Oh, sorry. Don't interrupt the wish. You know what, Mike's wishing that this was the adventures of Bradley and Don. He's like <laughs> these two. I was wishing you two would give Breaking Bad another chance. <laughs> You guys talked about cults last week. Uh, that would be mine. The, the Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad cult. fan cult. Yes. Yeah, 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 that was very culty. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it was good. It just wasn't my kind of good. Sure. There it is, everybody. You know what? Ha- I, I, I can pinpoint this. I get very stressed out when I'm watching something and somebody makes a bad decision that I know is going to be life-changing. It Yet, stresses me out. Wait a minute. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> Yet this lady will absolutely beer bong episodes of Dateline <laughs> in the first 48. You want to talk about people making a decision that might just impact the rest of their life. It's always like someone found in a trunk. Yeah, Guy it's... was cool. We were at karaoke. Now she's in a trunk. Right. It's fascinating. Not stressful there, huh? That's stressful, but. <laughs> When somebody writes a script that, like Ozark, should be I had stressful. to stop watching that because it, for that very reason, it was like, what are you doing? Why are you getting hooked up with these people? What are you, you're so dumb. I could see your future and it's not bright. We'll close with that. We'll take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we've got a study. Oh, this is interesting. There, uh, There's something happening right now at New York restaurants that has restaurant owners feeling like maybe this day is the new Friday. And it's kind of a bizarre day. We'll tell you about that. Uh, that when we return. Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. Uh, I saw my mom last night out in Woodbury. And uh, she's still around. Hey, Mom. Uh, but she has made arrangements for when she is no longer around. And she made those arrangements with Crescent Tide. Why? Because she heard a radio ad on this very radio station uh, where I was talking about all the things that Crescent Tide provides, which is uh, not much. And that's by design. They kind of do one thing. That's simple cremations that start at just $800. Uh, you can make little add-ons if you want. You can have a small visitation. You can have fancier urns and stuff. But here's the deal. They're not going to try to trick you in anything. They'll talk you through that. That's why they say things are simple, transparent, and affordable. Simple cremations start at just $800. My mom's never wanted a big, fancy, expensive funeral, and I think so many people 
when a death in the family occurs, they don't want that. They want a, a celebration of life that makes sense for their family. And oftentimes that starts with a simple cremation. Check them out today, crescenttide.com. Hey, we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve. That's us on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Yeah, we have fun. We have so much fun. And if you're having fun right now, hey, snap. Thank you. People took their hands off the wheel and started snapping. Now let's study. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. Donna, I have something interesting for us. I cannot wait. Maybe, just maybe, Tuesday is the new Friday. How's that? Well, let me tell you what I read this morning in the Morning Brew newsletter. It said, they started the newsletter with this. This is news to us, but apparently Tuesday's the new Friday, at least in New York City. According to the New York Post, restaurant owners across the city are seeing a, quote, seismic shift in Tuesday vibes as it moves from just kind of a sleepy date night to like full-on party mode. Well, how do they determine that? At one Midtown restaurant, diners drink 20% more wine on Tuesdays than on Fridays. Really? At another spot, Tuesday is the busiest night of the week. And it's not unheard of for people to make reservations two weeks ahead of time to eat out on a Tuesday. Interesting. That's pretty fascinating. I wonder what that's all about. I do, too. I'm always looking for the least busy day to go to any place. By the way, pro tip, speaking of finding times to be at places when people aren't there, um, I was at Valley Fair yesterday. That It was a Monday. Oh, my gosh. The crowd was so delightfully low. And I said, is this the best day of the week to come? Is it Monday? And they were like, absolutely, yes. Your best chance at scoring low lines, low wait times on your favorite rides is a Monday. And, man, did I feel that. I asked the guy at the Minnesota Zoo. Minnesota, Minnesota Zoo. Minnesota. I said, hey, what's the uh, best time of day to come here if you don't love crowds? He said, well, the, the, the toughest time is first thing in the morning. A lot of members want to get in, do their quick walk around, see everything, and then get out. That can be pretty jammed. But he said, actually, early afternoon. And here's what we're thinking. That's kind of nap time for the littles. They get out in their strollers in the morning, and they're moving all about, and then it's time for them to, they've tuckered out. The joy has, as it does, they start devolved cranky. into stress for yes. everybody involved. <laughs> so anyway, there's your, your pro tip for Valley Fair on a Monday, the zoo early afternoon. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. We're indebted to you. And apparently, if you want to go to a restaurant in New York City, don't book it on a Tuesday. Do a, You're better off on a Friday when it comes to crowds. Fascinating. That is fascinating. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome, Donna. It was a pleasure. Are you going to keep doing the awkward pauses or what? Just feels a little light today, so yeah. <laughs> I just felt like that. I think this is a fun uh, tip. The chat GPT Father's Day gifts. Yeah, did you check out the list? Did you, did you read through what they have there? I'm looking at it as we speak. Why don't you read through these? And then you and tell me if you'd want Yeah, does this cut muster okay. or not? Yeah. All right, here we go. Personalized engraved items. 
like an engraved watch or wallet or custom engraved photo frame with a memorable family photo. I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. I am not as big of a fan as I want to be about engraving. Okay. I also respectfully am not real big into monogramming. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Okay. I get it. It's your robe. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I won't touch it. You ever, and then, God forbid, there's a, an emergency. You have to wear someone else's monogrammed piece of clothing. Yeah. You really feel like a tool. You sure do, Steve. Uh, next on the list of chat GPT Father's Day gift ideas, tech gadgets. Okay. You know, Listening. like a smartwatch, wireless headphones. Yeah, for sure. Bluetooth cool. speaker. Yazgui. I like that. Yazgui. Yazgui. Uh, outdoor gear, like uh, related to your favorite activity, you know, like camping equipment, fishing gear, new set of golf clubs. Hmm. Hey, easy there. A golf club. You can have a new putter. That's it. <laughs> Come on, Donna. Why not a full set? That's expensive. How much does a full set of clubs cost? I've never purchased a, a full set of clubs. Well, Michael, tell well, us. In a what second. does it mean? A few well, hundred? A good few... set. It's a couple grand. That's oh, what I was mercy. thinking. Yeah. No, no. Pappy want Goodwill Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I used to caddy, and you'd have these dudes rolling up who just uh, what's the word sucked at golf. <laughs> And they had all. They had a tour bag. It was like this giant. The bag uh, empty weighed like thirty pounds. Leather ping on totally, the side. Totally. You're like, I can just look at this guy, and I can already tell he's not going to crack a hundred. They all <laughs> right, and they all have little covers on them. Yes. And then their golf balls were probably engraved. That's exactly yeah. right. Guess what, Dad? You get golf balls. Congratulations on being a terrible golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh That's gosh. what you get. You're not getting golf clubs. Okay. All right, how about this? Gourmet treats. That's nice. You like your favorite snacks. Yeah, Premium I like cheese. Coffee. I like yeah. jerky. I like meat. Craft beers, things like that. Yeah, that's fun. All right, this is now more up my alley. Uh, or, Donna, this isn't for you. This is the Father's Day <laughs> gift idea. I mean, idea. what I would give to <laughs> Okay. Pa. How about, you know, sporting tickets, like an experience or maybe a subscription Consider, you know, tickets to the Vikings game, a concert. Yeah, experience for sure. Those are those are memories right there. I, I dig that. That's a cool idea. You could also do a subscription to a streaming service or a monthly delivery box tailored to his interests. Yeah. Anyway, consider his hobbies, his passions, his personal style, all the things. Maybe even a timeshare and a blimp. <laughs> what? First of I don't all, timeshares, I, I think, are a terrible idea. But what about the blimp? I want that blimp. You mean a ride in a blimp? Oh, I want to own part of a blimp. You don't hear the word blimp very often. Almost never. <laughs> yep. Thank Isn't you. Isn't that something? Do they say... <laughs> <laughs> Look at this blimp. It's a funny word. Look at this blimp. <laughs> Do they call the Goodyear blimp <laughs> still? Yes, they do. Blimp. Oh, a- a blimp talk makes for a good segue into my uh, chat with you about mnfatloss.com, uh, where uh, I lost about 25 pounds in the first 
uh, two months of being on this weight loss plan, and I'm keeping it off now that I'm in the maintenance phase. And I did it because uh, the doctor and his team over at mnfatloss.com taught me about what kind of foods I could eat uh, and lose weight without really doing much else. I didn't exercise. I didn't have surgery or hypnosis. I didn't eat uh, prepackaged meals. I didn't count calories. I really didn't eat, do anything but eat foods that I liked. I ate steak. I ate pork tenderloin. I ate chicken. I found all these cool sauces and salad dressings that work with this weight loss plan. And I'm continuing to do it. And I'm still maintaining that 25 pound weight loss. You too could lose up to a pound of fat a day. Results may vary. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment and sometimes horrifying stories. I just went on to CNN.com just, you know, to see what was going on in the world. Sure. And the the headline is it like about inflation coming down? That seems like good news that you can share with everybody. Nope. Nope. Okay. The headline reads, Woman presumed dead, found alive in coffin at her wake in Ecuador. Now, here's a problem you wouldn't have had had you gone with crescent-tide cremation. Oh. That could be even worse. Uh, well, okay, okay. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's, I, I just want to make sure when I'm dead that I'm, please, quadruple check. That What's I our am... final check? Pinch, you want us to slap you around a little bit? What? How do we know? Because I'm with you. I would like to know for sure. Hey, Mike. Yes. This is now my verbal will. Okay. I'd like you to punch me in the crotch when I'm presumed dead. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Donna, you're going to have to come up with something. It's I'll like a safe word situation. It's just very bizarre. So this woman is 76 years old she was declared dead at a hospital in ecuador and then she's at her wake in her coffin and somebody lifted she was banging with her hand on the top of the coffin not the top of the inside um and so they lifted up the coffin and her heart was pounding she was hitting it with her left hand they called 911 to bring her to the hospital. This is coming from her son, who said this in a video posted on social media. In the video, people can be seen waiting and supporting her as emergency services arrive at the scene. And a state investigation is now underway. Uh, that comes from the Ministry of Public Health, who said, well, she had been admitted to the hospital with a possible stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest. And after she didn't respond to resuscitation protocol, a doctor on duty declared her dead. The video also goes on to show her, I guess, hospital tags and then her son, who is shown pleading for an ambulance to arrive. Oh, my God. The woman's name, Bella Yolanda Montoya Castro. Nice job, Donna. You killed my father. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. Um, <laughs> you tried to kill my mother. You killed my father. Now, what? what's the next line? Now you must die. Now you must die. Michael, find it. Yeah. Anyway, she was in the intensive care unit, the same facility that initially declared her dead, and her current condition is not known right now. Wow. My name 
It's Bella Yolanda Mont. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hmm. That's awesome. My name is Bella Yolanda Montoya Castro. <laughs> you can't blame me, right? You're well. I was actually more taken by your pronunciation on a couple of big words today. Thank has you. been very impressive. I am a big girl. You are. Thanks. Oh man. Anyway, isn't that horrifying? Unbelievably horrifying. That was one of the thoughts that you know John Mulaney's talked a lot about quicksand, how it consumed our mind. But it was one of those thoughts of quicksand being buried alive and being kidnapped consumed much of the dark side of my brain. Throughout all of my childhood, as I recall. Really? Yeah, hope I'm not buried alive. That'd be terrible. Buried alive or burned alive. Okay, Okay. yes, yes, I don't or want Or even that. just being in one of those drawers, you know, where they tag your toe. <laughs> yes, I know those drawers. <laughs> like at the corners. I don't, yeah, like I don't want... Well, they got to keep you somewhere. I know it's not ideal. That's why, best case scenario, you're dead. So you don't mind, but otherwise I get it. If if you were still alive, and then kind of came to, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. Where's my blanket? Why am I in a? Why am I in a right. tube? Why, am I in the wall? Why am I in a filing cabinet? You know, you tagged my toe. Anyway, I don't weigh that much. That's my fear. Anyway, you put something else in our show outline. Is this about the pennies? I took it out. I took oh, it out. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right, I'm not looking. Yeah, the, the penny story that you guys did yesterday. You guys took all the good stories. That was great. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's what happens. Hey, bruh. I get it. Hey, by the way, um, Matty B from TV, uh, he filled in for me yesterday. Thank you. When I was doing shoots at the Minnesota Zoo and Valley Fair with Live with Kelly and Mark, for those who asked, it's going to air this Friday on Live with Kelly and Mark will be the Father's Day story. The other one will air a little bit later on this summer. Uh, but it was fun to put some Minnesota places to be out and about there and interacting and bringing the show to Minnesota. So that was great. Somebody just said, hey, what about having them out to do a, a state fair thing? Uh, they're usually on like a vacation at that point, so it right. doesn't line up. But then obviously that would be interesting TV. Uh, but shout out to Matty B. He filled in yesterday. Yeah. Did he reacclimate <laughs> to his home okay? Yes, he did. He said, it, he said, oh, my God, we came home and our house was immaculate. I got nothing to do now. Hmm. And I was like, well, that was the idea. But um, he, you know, he started texting me about these little pranks that we left for him. And he was like, wow, thanks for scaring the you know what out of me. When I put like a coconut lady in his cupboards. And then I put all these wiffle balls expecting them to all come falling out and only one fell out. So he had, <laughs> he had sent a few uh, pictures of things he discovered, and I, I think he pretty much found everything, but really didn't comment after that. How'd the cardboard cutout go in the closet? Real good. Real Did that good. scare him? We were concerned it was going to scare him so bad he'd fall and hit his head and, and maybe even die there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did okay uh, with I it. think he jumped. Then he relocated you to the backyard. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. Oh, but anyway, um, we are going to put... Together, a slideshow and a video at some point, hopefully this week, to show everybody how it went down, how we uh, were switching things out.
the cardboard cutout scared me more than anybody, it sounds like, then. <laughs> yeah. I walked into the, the uh, prep room oh, earlier, and yes. I jumped. As oh, my God. Steve is it in was, there right now? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, that thing scares the crap it out of It has now people. been turned around, though, so the uh, white side is blending into the wall. But That's uh, Yes, yeah. I have to return that to the rightful owner in the control room at Twin Cities Life. Thank you. Okay, let's do it. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. Cafeteria, please leave a message. No. Please leave a message at the tone. You may hang up or press pound for additional options. Press pound. Oh, yeah, let's see what the options are. Hold on. Send this message, press pound oh. or hang up. To review, press 1. To re-record, press 2. To mark this message urgent, press 3. Press to three. mark this message, message <laughs> urgent. To send this message, press pound or hang up. To review, press 1. Let's to re-record, press message <laughs> What are you doing? We're just sending it. Urgently. So you, you know what? Yeah, urgently. And it's nothing. You know what I think we can do in the future when he doesn't pick up? It sounds like we can leave a message angry so we get it off of our chest. And then we can choose to re-record it and be like, hey, Brian, no, it's busy down there. Appreciate what you do. Bye. Okay. Feels like it would be cathartic for us. Sure it would, Steve. Well, but this has been... Go ahead. His wife's going to snitch on us. Yeah, she's snitch. She's a narc. She is. Way to use that word properly. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Drug talk. Uh, hey, we're going to take a break. And by that, I mean pretty much a 24-hour one. Nope, 21-hour one. Math. Cleaning. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Come on. She has a Bradley video. and Dawn. Right. I know. She's filling in and I All see right. her. Bradley and Dawn, they're great. Lojay's name.